0: welcome to the slow style home podcast i am so happy you're here if you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's you're in the right place and if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Karen and I'm Zandra and we're the creators of Little Yellow Couch and the Style Matters podcast. We believe that your style comes from knowing who you are and that's why we dig deep in these interviews to get to the substance behind the style.
1: We are a community of people obsessed with interiors and modern homemaking and since you're listening, please consider yourself part of the Little Yellow Couch family. If you're curious about whether
0: or not your home has set you up to live your best life, visit our website, littleyellowcouch.com, and grab our worksheet on creating your own style manifesto. This episode is sponsored by us, Little Yellow Couch. We're taking time away from our usual sponsorship spot to tell you guys about our upcoming first ever Little Yellow Couch style retreat. This one-of-a-kind weekend will be in the antiques mecca of the Hudson River Valley, designed for women who want the luxury of splendid surroundings while developing the personal aesthetic they want to see in their homes. The retreat will revolve around creating an autobiography of your home, a personalized style book we've developed just for you. But that's not all. Because what girl's weekend would be complete without great food, a little DIY project and hunting for antiques? We're going to do all of that too. Set in the gorgeous Woodhouse Lodge, newly designed by Megan Flug, we're going to make everyone feel at ease and comfortable making new friends who share your passion for all things home. The retreat is October 12th through 14th, and early bird signups begin on our website starting June 4th. If you'd like to know all of the details, visit littleyellowcouch.com forward slash retreat. That's littleyellowcouch.com forward slash retreat. We would love to see you there.
1: Our guest this week is Janet Crowther, author of the book, A Well-Crafted Home. We talk with her about the difference between DIY projects that you do fairly cheaply and quickly versus those you do to fill your home with heirlooms that will stand the test of time. In some ways, the world of DIY has become overrun by its opposite, mass-marketed projects that end up being disposable. Janet takes us back to the roots of DIY and really inspires us to make something very simple, but with good materials in a way that's truly enjoyable, instead of feeling like one more thing to cross off your to-do list. We were immediately attracted to your book, A Well-Crafted Home, because of the quality and the timelessness of the projects in it. So why is it important to you to have handmade items uh, as a part of your home?
2: I grew up with a mom who was an avid crafter, a dad who was a carpenter and a builder, and in Mm -hmm. our house, we always had, like, project after project going on. Uh, You know, we would, like, sew clothes and make art and build tables, and, like, there was just always something to do, so I guess it's just, like, my ethos. It's like, if I want something, I'll just figure out a way to make it, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not, I don't know, and so I guess it's important because of that. But it's not like I sat down and thought, like it's so important for me to have handmade things in my home. It's just like this natural thing that happened in my life, right. And so I'm just surrounded by things that you know, I've made with my parents or with my husband, with my kids, and that makes me happy.
1: I love sort of this idea of all the different connections uh, to the objects that are right. even more than what. Uh, someone you know coming into your home can see with the naked eye, but there's yes. these memories attached to them as well.
2: And that's what I really wanted to do with the book too. I wanted to show things that you put your hard work into. You buy quality materials, and then these are things that you pass down you know, to the next generation. It's not something you want to throw away. Right. Um, and and I love that too. I like things that tell stories and over time add character and and build the story of your home and, and tell, you know, people who come into your home what your likes and tastes are and where you've traveled. And um, and so I hope I, I did that with this book. I hope people pick it up and say, oh, I, I want to make that, but I also want to keep it for more than, you know, a couple months.
1: Right.
0: Right. 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 Well, I think Karen, you were sort of start alluding to there's there's an overabundance of DIY project ideas out there right now that they start to feel more disposable, like the quick, right. like this just make something quickly and-,
1: and and I think sometimes there's because maybe you're just using it uh, for decoration or you know a temporary thing. you Use less quality materials, um, mm-hmm. and there's just something to when you invest in some of these uh, really beautiful materials, uh, the quality of the product and the timelessness that comes out of that. So,
2: and then you want to kind of respect it after you do it, you know, it's not like you
1: want to take care of it.
2: And, um, and I think this is just like in the day and age anyway, where you're more conscious of what you're putting out into the world and what you're letting go of and keeping and, and what it means for the environment. So all of that was considered when making this book.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You have a great leather napkin ring DIY on your blog. And one of the things that I love about the project is it came from using remnants. Right. So, you know, so many times, I mean, gosh, my craft closet is filled <laughs> with bits and pieces of fabrics and leathers and, and things mm-hmm. that were from previous projects. And, you know, now what am I going going to do with them? So, uh, So I also liked your sentiment about in this project about how they will age with time and use. Uh, One of the beautiful things about leather. And so what are some of the staple design items in your home that you've collected or handmade that have stood the test of time and have, have been become those things that are the details of your daily life?
2: Well, I, I, I will say that the things that I made for this book, everything is in use in our house. I mean, everything is in use. And then I have, um, you know, like gorgeous antique items that my mom has handed down to me from my grandparents and, um, you know, like china cabinets and wood boxes, handmade. And when we moved, it was like, oh my gosh, we get to have things and live with things. And, (laughs) And so... I'm just happy to be able to like kind of spread out right now and put all these items into use. So yeah, can you share some
0: of your favorite projects from the book? Uh, we have <laughs> our <yeah>. own, <laughs> but we would I love to so hear those. will be such a long, uh, uh, <laughs> be so yeah. long.
2: and that napkin ring, the leather one that you were talking about is in the book. I did share it on my blog. So you can go see it if you don't have the book, but pick up the book too. And, and it's in there as well, which is really great because I do awesome. love that project and I've given that one I gave that one up away to a lot of people for um, holiday gifts mm-hmm. this past year. And so that is a good one, but gosh, I have so many favorites. So let's see. I really like the reclaimed wood bench, which is the first project mm-hmm. you see in the book. And I've moved it throughout my house probably 10 times because it's like been in the entryway. It's been at the end of our bed. It's been at the end of my kid's bed so she can climb up and get in. Mm. Um, and it's just such a versatile piece that has a lot of character. Mm-hmm. I like the heirloom linen tablecloth. That's one of my favorites. Yes, I link. love that one too. <laughs> I know, and I love linen. There's there's a lot of linen in this book mm. because I just it really does stand the test of time and it gets better with age and yeah. it's, it's really great to work with. Well, I, um, I, I was really drawn no. to
0: the linen ones too and I think it's because of what Karen was saying earlier. There's this timelessness to these yeah. projects that are, they're not... Um, they're not cutesy or trendy or funny. They're, they're just well-made and sim- there's a simplicity to them
2: yeah, that,
0: that feels okay. so good. Like I can, you know, I can feel the linen in my hand as I'm looking through the book or the leather, you know, it, it just, it's, it, it, it just feels good.
2: Yeah. And it's not, and it is, um, affordable. I've put in the book, my sources for Mm -hmm. the linen, you know, people think of linen, oh, it's so expensive, but like you can get it down to like $5 and 50 cents a yard for Mm -hmm. a decent yard of linen. And and that makes, you know, I, I I did a um, linen duvet in the book, which is a lot of yardage, but it's cheaper than going to buy a nice linen duvet at the store. Mm -hmm. So I think it is um, approachable, more approachable than people think. Right, right. Definitely.
1: So what, what would you say to someone who is sort of interested in doing more DIY projects, but you know, it might be a little daunting to look at how gorgeous these things are in the end. Is, is there sort of a range of skill level throughout the book?
2: There definitely is a range. And, and what I really wanted was to show you something that if you came into your home, you wouldn't think that somebody made that. You know, it wouldn't be like, oh, that's a DIY project in a negative way. It's like, you can be very proud that you made this thing. And, um, you know, I tried to break it down very easily with each step-by-step, but it's definitely beginner to advanced. I just really wanted the things in this book to feel approachable, but also not crafty. Right. And I like the word craft. I'm not shying away from it. I just, I didn't want it to feel like, oh, you know oh i made this it should be something that you're really proud of
0: well that sort of leads to a question we had also about inspiration and where do you get your inspiration from mm-hmm. and more specifically i guess i was wondering do you do you, do you typically have a need in your home like um oh, mm-hmm. oh we need a bench for the hallway because we don't have a place to sit down to tie our shoes and so therefore that's your inspiration to make something or are you just do you just make things for the sake of making them
2: because you love <laughs> I, it I, it's kind of all of it. It definitely is like a lot of the things I made for this book. And a lot of the things I make for my home in general is trying to fulfill a need. Like, Uh you know, we, I wanted a, a really beautiful cutting board for our kitchen, but I didn't want just like a flat one. And I don't want to spend $300 on a thick one. And so I made this footed one in the book, which I really love. And that came out of a need and then trying to figure out how to make it, um, you know, look, look the way that I want it to and, and working out like problem solving that way. Um, I also, I mean, I'm like an avid, like reader of magazines, Pinterest, like Mm -hmm. I devour Instagram, this information, like every night before bed, I'm just like scrolling through the internet (laughs) and trying to remember, you know, these things or tagging them and whatever. And that in a way, you know, it goes in your brain and it's swirled all around. And then something comes out at the right moment when you're trying to make something. So it's like a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. You know, I was I I was inspired to make something when I was looking through your book. Um, I, I actually I can't now remember if I saw it in your book or on your blog. But anyway, it it it's it's morphed into something else. But it's <laughs> it's this uh, a a garland for my windows. My I was really wanting some something in my windows. I, they're usually bare. Um, mm-hmm. I was toying with the idea of getting some curtains, some just shears, but I didn't think my husband would love that very much. So then I thought, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have some some garland and I want it to be made out of fabric. And, and it, it's not... It's not quite what I want it to be. And so now I'm gonna have to take it down and I'm gonna have to rework it and, and maybe add a little something, but I'm nervous because then if I add it, I might not like this is
1: it. It's starting to sound very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about it before Karen this conversation <laughs> because
0: again, like, you know, I mean I, I'm comfortable with making things, but I didn't grow yeah. up that way. Yeah. Um and, and I was thinking Karen would not do this project this way. She would her, <laughs> she would know what it was gonna look like. At the end, before she started it, and I almost never know what it's going to look that, like at the end.
1: That, in a nutshell, is the difference between our personalities. Like <laughs> I it's guess. Just the I whole
0: guess that's true. Way
1: we live life. <laughs> I
0: suppose that's very true. Right. Right.
2: But, but I, Sandra, think it, I don't do that either. Sometimes, okay. if like you have good <laughs> intentions of what you want the end result to be, but I truly believe that you have to like be flexible and have the process organic because whatever comes out in the end changes based on your needs or your materials. Mm. And like, you kind of have to be open to those changes because then your end result is something that speaks more to you or speaks about you. Cause like, even when, I mean, even when you try the projects in my, my book or you try a DIY online, you know, you're hopeful that it will turn out that way, but then it changes and morphs kind of into like, more of who you are, and mm. I love that about DIY. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. You know,
2: it's kind of like that problem solve. So you'll figure it out eventually because it's turning into something <laughs> that you want. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Well, I, I now like the I'm just waiting for Karen to come DIY. over. What kind of thrive in that space of mm. the unknown? I, I think one of the reasons that people get so overwhelmed with the with taking on DIY projects is it feels like they need a whole new set of tools or a whole new set of materials mm-hmm. for each one. What are some of your go-to supplies when it comes to DIY? Like what would, if someone sort of wanted to get started and bought your book, are there just a few things that they could get?
2: Yeah, I have, um, I definitely have like my favorites and things that I use over and over again. Like, um, and I've been talking about these scissors for years, but I love these. um, They're silver, they're fabric shears, but they're by Ginger. And they're mm-hmm. eight inches. And I use them for everything. My mom would die because she's always like, only use them for fabric. Right, yes, right. Definitely. You know? right, but like, right. I use them the for everything. They're the best scissors. And then you can send them away to get sharpened. And, like, they, those have been my staple for years. So I'm still advocating for those. <laughs> yeah. But also things like a metal ruler and a really good craft knife mm-hmm. go yeah. a long way and work for a lot of projects. Um, the thing I didn't really have in New York that I so value here is, like, um, a mess sink. Like a sink that isn't beside your marble countertop that you can just kind of destroy because, um, I love dying, uh, fabrics and, you know, with kids too, it's just nice to like wash their hands and get things messy and not have to worry about it. And I know that's not available for everybody, but that's just something I truly value as a crafter is having this huge sink.
0: Can I tell Mm -hmm. you how much I agree with that? Because our mess sink is broken.
2: I
1: forget what exactly.
0: Something's wrong with the hose. I don't know. But it's been broken now for months. (laughs) Months. (laughs) And I miss it so much. I didn't even realize how much I used it until I didn't have it anymore. And Pete, if you're listening to this episode, I I, I just want. Like he does. I'm just putting it out there, you know. That is on the list, the the, the to do list around the house. Important. Just important, it FYI. really is.
2: And, and in New York, I mean, we had like the tiniest sink. It was just like torture. And it's it's such a it's such a great thing now. And in the book, there's tons of dying projects yes. which you could totally like get a you know big Rubbermaid and throw some water in there and have a but, pretend sink, but. But some of those dying projects, I think it's a really, it's a lifesaver.
0: Yeah. I love your dyeing projects that are in the book. They are so great. And
2: it's just so much fun. It's so addicting. (laughs) Like I can't stop and I've been doing it for years, but you know, it's kind of become popular again. And it really, it's just like, if you're stressed, just go like dye some fabric. It's so (laughs) organic. It just makes me feel good. Yeah, no, the colors. No. Yeah, I hope I hope a lot of people try that if they get the book. That's yeah. my favorite thing to do. <laughs> do you trouble. have
1: any like favorites, Zandra? That you know, like those go-to tools.
0: Ah, uh, well, my cutting mat. Yeah,
1: that's, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I mean, cannot live without the cutting mat.
0: But I abuse mine. I in fact, just this this weekend when mm-hmm. I was making the garland, I was doing spray adhesive. On your
1: cutting
0: Well, mat? I, I laid down the... This is the other thing that's very different about Karen and I. I laid down wax paper first. So I don't think that it got on there. But then okay. as I'm folding up the wax paper, it was all over my hands. And I think oh. I got it on the mat. And So I definitely abuse my tools. I really do. But my cutting mat and my rotary cutter, I I
2: Yeah, I a, rotary, do a good rotary cutter is also wonderful. Yeah.
0: So all of this... Your home must be beautiful. Um,
2: some days, uh, yeah. some days. <laughs> I have a three and a half year old, so it's, it's a pretty normal home. <laughs> it
1: gets deconstructed on a daily basis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's absolutely. a good way to put hour it. Hour by hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what do you think having all of these homemade things in your home does for your family? How does it inform your own style and why aesthetic and style matter to you?
2: I just, style is so personal. Um, And I think having a way to create a space that is uniquely yours is important. And that's, you know, having the ability to tell your story with your own two hands is important to me. Mm. But a home that doesn't echo your sensibilities kind of feels emotionally empty. So it should feel like you. And if you can do that by making things, by all means, go for it.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. we, we just We're very inspired
2: by your book. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Our time together doesn't have to stop after this episode. We often talk with people about whatever's on their minds when it comes to their homes. If you follow us on Instagram, you can send us a comment or send us an email. we love that too.
1: The best way to be part of the Little Yellow Couch community is to start at the beginning with your own style manifesto and then share it with us. Just go to littleyellowcouch.com and download your worksheet today.